Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Take Cast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. Uh, in this episode of the show, Pat Mayo and I continue our weekly conversation where we, uh, you know, we kind of just chat. We talk about the coronavirus, talk about what's going on in fantasy sports, you know, talk about is are we going to get sports back? Uh, just you know, kind of whatever whatever uh, comes to our mind. And, uh, you know, you guys have seemed to like these episodes. These episodes are also on Pat's feed, so you can find them, of course, um, you know, at uh, at the Pat Mayo Experience, as his show is obviously much more popular than my show. And so I love that uh, I love that Pat comes on. But, you know, if you guys want to support this show, you can subscribe to patreon.com slash takecast. You can leave a rating, a review on iTunes. All that stuff is very helpful right now. And uh, now let's go ahead and get into the episode back to work they're going out into the world just don't care we're we're doing we're doing what we want to do yeah well i saw you at one of those rallies it's crazy that you went from missouri all the way up to michigan just to protest was there was there someone that looked like me no i just assumed you were there oh not a chance no way no way no way no how am i am i one of these fellas you you weren't the guy there with the nazi flag (laughs) <laughs> oh there was um who was the uh one of the governors or whatever was just like oh they were the the nazi the nazi paraphernalia was done ironically it wasn't it wasn't serious it was done ironically i thought that was a pretty good one i also saw a thing about the guy with the swastika flag sorry I'm mm-hmm. um that it's actually like a he's like a plant person like it was like like a plant from George Soros paid him there false flag operation or it just false flag from anyone it could be like the democrats could be someone just out to cause havoc like he wasn't necessarily there as a part of the protest he's this i think it was the same guy that showed up to the bernie rally with the swastika flag yeah well good for him honest work if you can get it yeah <laughs> if if you're into that uh if you're into that scene and now's the time right how far away? Just, uh, you're you're in Missouri, ahead. you're in Missouri, right? Yeah, I'm in I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. So how far away is that from Jefferson City? Jefferson City. Jefferson City from St. Louis. 2 hours 2 minutes. So that's where you'd have to go to protest your governor, right? Yeah, I mean, I've never been to Jefferson City in my life. Didn't even really know it was a thing. Is that our capital? I believe it is the capital of Missouri. 
I am, I'm a, you know, I didn't grow, I didn't grow up in Missouri, so I'm a, I I'm a, I'm a your, Kansas boy. I did not grow up in your fucking country, and I know that. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't really have an excuse. And isn't Missouri right next to Kansas? Yeah, it's a, it's a big, it's a pretty legitimate rivalry. Like, do you like I don't know, do, pro, do provinces have rivalries in Canada? A little bit, like, everyone in the country hates Ontario. Also, everyone mm-hmm. in the country hates Quebec. Well, understandably, Quebec doesn't even want to be there. Yeah, I mean, they voted to stay, so. But just in general. Did they? Yeah, they did. They, they had a referendum. It won by, like, I think it was in 1994, 1993, sometime in the early 90s. It won by 50.2% of the vote. Wow. I never understood wow. that. I I just, like, they have, like, Canadian military bases and everything in Quebec, like, if Quebec separates, wouldn't Canada just invade Quebec? Would they, though? I don't know. I mean, I would. You're like, yeah, we're going to get rid of all... They get so much, like, everything in Quebec is completely different. Like, they don't have the same laws as us. They, like, practice civil law, if you go to court, for example. Like, it's, it's just really bizarre that, you know, if you take it over, you can just get everyone on the same page. Yeah, that's interesting, because I think, like, in the United States, if... um like California seceded, I don't think that the United States would invade. I think they'd just be like, all right, we got to take this L. I, I can't imagine Canada would actually do something like that, but it would be a very interesting scenario. I would assume that Quebec would try to join up with the states. Uh, I, we probably wouldn't We probably wouldn't take them right now. N- not right now, no. I, I don't think this is a, if the, another referendum comes around, I think it's going to be anytime soon. Yeah. We would, uh, I mean, man, I, this, the, the idea of like California, Seattle and Washington all seceding though, and just being like a more like a liberal version of the United States is very appealing to me. Cause it's like the same way. Like, I don't think about like the alt-right in Britain, really, you know, it exists, you know, all that stuff exists, but it just doesn't, um, like I'm not faced with that on on the day-to-day and if i just didn't have to deal with that part of america i would be i would be all for that yeah but do you actually engage with that part of america or do you find out that part of america to engage with because it seems like that because i live in that part of america is it like do you notice it though like is it in public like just in your day-to-day life like you notice this stuff yeah like people in st louis will wear the hats and there are um there, the uh, the like blue lives matter shit, which is like the racist version of like supporting cops instead of um, people is like in front lawns, like people in my neighborhoods. Great, because I live in the suburbs. Do you ever talk to these people? Mm, not, I mean, not really. If I can help it, I just don't. I I know you are. You're all about you know the the free exchange of ideas, but I just don't really have much to say to these people. No, you, you, I mean, so isolation's working out perfectly for you then. Uh, yeah, it's great. It's great for me. I'm not, I'm not forced to, um, not forced to speak to anyone who doesn't share my political beliefs, which is how I like it. I am going, I'm starting to go nuts at home, by the way. Are you? Oh yeah. I'm not, I'm not there yet. I still feel like I have so much to do. I have a ton to do, but like I've said a few times, it's mainly like kid related. So I don't actually have time to do all the stuff that I would want to do. Like, 
For example, if it was just me at home right now, I could fill up my days by not necessarily producing a ton of content at the moment, but like I could get like I know with if everything goes back to normal, let's say by the time football comes along, football starts like October first or something, I'm gonna have yeah. a clash of the Masters and like weekly golf tournaments and the NFL, and. I would think that people will care more about the weekly golf tournaments in the swing season this time around rather than any other year. Like I would like to proactively get out ahead and write like all my columns right now. So I can just have them ready to go for the day or have like right. 75% of all of them done. So I just have to fill in the pieces. Oh, here's who's in the field. Here are my picks kind of thing, but the course previews and stuff like that, just to get ahead of the game. And I just find myself, I have the ambition to do it. But I would normally do that very early in the morning, and I take care of my son from, like, 6 to 6, so I can't really work when he's around because you just have to watch him all the time. He's, like, 15 months old. That I feel like I'm just following. It's like quicksand when it comes to all the stuff that I should be doing. Yeah, I mean, that is that is true. It's just, like, it's very much a, it's very much a slippery slope of um, – of- shit to of shit to get done i i mean the thing that the thing that i'm starting to go crazy is just like i really miss going to the gym so do i like it's it's just it's it's because i just hate like i've been i've been running outside and i hate it a little bit less but i still really hate it it's not necessarily like the the running stuff is tough because it got really cold uh it was like really nice for two weeks like very temperate then it got not necessarily like cold, cold, but it got really windy and the temperature went down. So like running outside was not fun at all. Yeah. Um, so I've been slacking on running a little bit. I only got out twice this week for like runs, but I'm still taking the baby out every day for like, the a, kid. Yeah. For, for like a three mile walk or something like that. But I thought I would get more because I bought a bunch of weights, like free weights at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bought the like the plates, like I bought two two dumbbells basically and then like adjustable plates on them and i just find like where i don't have a rack for the plates i really underestimated how much i enjoy being at the gym be like oh i want to lift the 50s the 50s are right there i'll go grab the 50s i'll go put them back when you have to like manually adjust everything it just it's it sucks all the fun out of it yeah i mean the going to the gym is a whole thing like it's 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 a time out of your day it's it's a whole period you know and you just don't you just don't get that when because like going to the gym is like kind of like a meditative thing but when you're doing it at home it's it's not it's just you're just doing it because you know you should be doing it and i i just find it's harder like it's less convenient for me to do it at home way harder yeah which just seems really weird yeah way harder i completely agree like i don't have a bench so I'm using like an exercise ball. Yeah. But if I try to like wait up and do like a max lift with the two dumbbells, it's one way or another. Like if I'm on the exercise, the exercise ball and using that as my bench, I can't lift as much because I'm using my entire body to like steady myself. Good to work. stabilize. It's yeah. a good workout, but like I want to at least once a week see if I still hit my maxes kind of thing. Just so I don't yeah. – just so I don't lose everything by the time. Not that it really matters for one thing, but now the fact that I was in, like I had done basically a six month, like power lifting program before all of this started. I think that's really helping me right now. Like I'm gaining weight, but not, it do, I'm not gaining weight at the rate that I probably should be with the way that I'm exercising and eating. Like I probably should have already gained 15 pounds by now. And I've gained like two, but I feel like a lot fatter. Like I feel like I'm losing all my muscle. 
Yeah, like I because I only have I I haven't even ordered weights. All I have is ten pound free weights. So there's just there's just no way that I am um like gaining any muscle mass at all during this. Even if I was just able to maintain or basically put off atrophy for a while and like not have the decline. So I'm trying. I'm gonna have like bigger arms by the time this comes out of it because I have like the the twenty fives on, <laughs> right? The two tens right. on each side so i have like the 240s so i'm just gonna keep that on there i'm doing like shoulder presses and curls that's about it i mean cur- curls even um curls like actually like hurt my arm because i have like tendonitis really bad because you are yeah, weak. well also also because i'm weak yeah so like i do i do curls but um it's just not even that just doesn't even feel productive to me i uh I was talking to a few friends over the last few days. Some of them are like, you basically haven't gone anywhere, right? Since this started, like no stores, no nothing. Been to the grocery store once, like literally like the day of. Uh, this guy hadn't left his house in like over a month. I was like, Ugh. Wait, I can't, can't be good. Can't be good. Yeah. What do you can be fun? Just got to feel weird. Yeah. And he's working like 14 hours a day every day. So I guess he's at least keeping his mind occupied, but what, what do you wish you would have, like, knowing where we're at now, and this is one of the things that we hit on a few episodes ago about, like, the retroactive analysis that people are doing. Like, you, sp- you spoke about that rally. Like, people are, you know, protesting for their freedom, but they're like, COVID is a hoax, but they're wearing a mask. But they're wearing masks. Like, yeah, it's the best. It's I, the best. I, I don't quite understand that part of it, but uh, anyway... Everyone can say, oh, yeah, the coronavirus is going to be a big thing. But if you really thought it was going to be a big thing, you would have been like doomsday person getting all this shit together. And then no one really did that. Yeah, I mean, I wish I would have gotten um, like I, w- I mean, I wish that I would have gotten like a deep freeze um, for meat and stuff and got that set up in the basement. Um, that's really that's really about it, though, in terms of uh, like supplies. You you wouldn't have got like, wish... you wouldn't have got a workout set. Oh yeah, yeah. Or um, or maybe like uh, I, I would I wish I would have gotten one of the N95 masks early, um, like before they went to before they started to be um, you know, like twenty thousand dollars. What what do you need an N95 mask for? I can go because then I could go anywhere. I could go to the grocery store and and not be not be scared, you know. Or or I could resell it. Could have made a bunch. Could have could have profited a bunch. So you're just looking. You're looking to cash in on the virus. I mean, definitely, I am looking to cash in on the virus. I'm looking to cash in on everything. Uh, how's your hand washing these days? As thorough as it, it was three weeks ago. <laughs> no, it's actually one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Was was I definitely still wash my hands you know, bathroom, whatever, but certainly not as strenuous and as often. I stopped using as much Purell because that was like right. legitimately destroying my hands. Like, Yeah, got... my hands were so dry and gross for a while. Yeah, so I just switched to like soap, soap, like washing my hands with the soap. But yeah, I'm not, I, I'm going to put it this way. I'm not washing my hands for 45 seconds at a time like I was the first week. <laughs> yeah, no, that, not nothing, nothing like that at all. But that just leads me to believe that, like, this is all just breaking itself down. Like, the the people who are out protesting now. So are these people that are, like, out of work or are they just mad? Like, I don't get it. Dude, I mean, I literally think it's just people that watch too much Fox News. 
Yeah, but Fox News is fake news now. Isn't like they're like a new one? ONN? What's ONN? Isn't that like the, you know, that really speaks for the freedom of everyone? ONN TV. No idea. I, I saw Trump tweeting about it, so. I don't even, I don't, I don't follow Trump. I don't, I don't see the Trump tweets. That, that, that's, that's, you're missing out on the news, man. It's where all the news is coming from. Straight from Donnie's mouth. I feel like he legitimately tweets so much that, <laughs> like, it just would clog my timeline. You know what I mean? He can go on some rampages, for sure. Yeah, like, like the, the dude just loves to tweet. Uh, he was tweeting at Lamar Jackson. Big thumbs up to Lamar Jackson today. Really? Yeah. What did he say to Lamar Jackson? Uh, someone posted a video about, I think it was, who was the guy who got drafted by? I think it was G- Jair Alexander. Him and Lamar Jackson were teammates at Louisville. I think that's who it was. But anyway, it was a teammate's reaction to Lamar getting drafted and how happy he was. And like Trump quote tweeted, be like, great pick, great guy. <laughs> um, I mean, just what? Yeah. I'm, lo- I'm looking at this right now and I like barely believe it. And then Lamar tweeted back something like, thanks or something like that. I, f- I forget what it was. And then like people like jumped down his throat. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. It's a weird, uh, weird spot for Lamar Jackson to be in, right? I think it's a weird spot for a lot of these athletes to be in because, you know, so much of the the NFL fan base is definitely uh, mega, for sure. I mean, it's probably no different than most of society. I, if football is the most popular sport, like I don't think that would be like overweighted towards like, it's probably like fifty fifty conservatives liberals everyone likes football see i don't i don't i think that that is not i don't think that that's true as it relates to to sports i think there are sports that appeal to uh sports that appeal to left-leaning and right-leaning folks like in a certain way like you're not you're not getting uh you're not getting a lot of uh red-blooded americans watching like european soccer no, and like I would guess that basketball probably has a far more liberal leaning side to it as well. But football is just so popular that people, football is so popular. Just, yeah. Everyone kind of likes it, so everyone's kind of in that mix. That is, that is, I would say that's probably likely true. Yeah, like it's it's going to be a more representative sample um, than basketball or soccer or whatever, or like bull riding, right? Probably not. Probably not a libs super into bull riding or pro bass fishing. Yeah, or NASCAR, for example. Or NASCAR, yeah. Golf. Yeah, golf, definitely. Golf probably, on which I I don't like to admit because I love golf so much, but yeah, it is definitely a big righty activity. Well, it's just an old person sport. Old people watch golf. Right, yeah, old people love golf, yeah. So, I mean, there's probably your distinction right there to begin with. But I think when you're thinking of liberals and that kind of thing you're thinking of like the san francisco new york liberal there's there's different shades of liberal that aren't all those people yeah well i mean yeah i'm i'm not a i'm not one of these san francisco i'm not one of uh i'm not like i do not align with the limousine liberals that's that's not that's not what i like but yeah you're right that that's what most people think of when they think of democrats yeah like i wouldn't watch football i'm going to a broadway show like that that, that's a very like minuscule part of the population yeah Ugh. but 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 those are a hundred percent of the people who who make choices for the democratic party oh yeah for sure uh yeah so trump said really nice to see this and what a great pick and then lamar quote tweeted trump and just says truz trump <laughs> 
I, I truly. He's probably he's probably getting he's probably getting so much. Shit. He is. He's and getting then, so much shit. Yeah. So apparently, I didn't know this. I mean, I, I didn't really care either way. I was like, yeah, what, what a weird interaction to have in yeah, 2020. Yeah, just weird. <laughs> but here yeah. we are. So it's Truz T R U Z Z, and then so- yeah, it's like yeah in Baltimore. Anyway, so someone. Like, people are just, like, hating on Lamar, calling him, like, MAGA Lamar and all this stuff. Because <laughs> he re- responded to a tweet. And then someone tweeted at him the Urban Dictionary usage of big truss as slang with various meanings like, I agree, bet that, or I got you. And then Lamar retweeted that. It just, uh, th- this entire thing just blew my mind. I was like, this is one of the craziest things that I've seen all year. And that's really saying a lot. It's been a crazy year, so that is saying a lot, yeah. So very funny. I, I got some uh, got some stuff on the. Is there something you wanted to hit me with to start off with? No, uh, uh-uh. it's okay. your show. Okay. Let's run it. Is now the best time if you're a professional athlete and you're just hanging at home, you're working out, you're doing all this stuff. If there was ever a time to do PEDs, it would be now, right? Who's who's going to catch you? Yeah, I mean that PED testing is not going to be high on the list of things that people are going to want to accomplish when we get sports back. That is, that is for sure. Yeah. And like over the night, like I think that depending on which steroids you're doing, I mean, if you're like blood doping, that's in your system right away, but I don't see why NFL players would be doing that. But if you want to take like anabolic steroids, I think it's out of your system in like four to five months. Seems to me like it'd be pretty hard to test you. Like if you had done this, like beginning of April, mid March when like lockdown went in, you get away with it. Not only not only would it be hard to test you, but who like um what like there's no incentive, right? Because every everyone agrees, right? Everyone like sort of um universally agrees that like there's just so much money at stake for all of this. Um and like I don't I don't think the leagues are gonna want to go in that direction. I, I think I think it's unlikely that they even take a hardline stance of wanting to test. I feel like the NBA does that. I think, and I know hockey does it for sure. Like hockey just essentially doesn't test people for anything. Like almost every single NHLer that I've ever met has a Coke problem. And it just never comes up. Like the only NHLer I can ever remember getting busted for PEDs was Brian Burrard at the Olympics. Because it was the Olympics and they were just randomly testing people. But like, isn't it weird that these are professional athletes and you have sports like cycling where people are using PEDs, but in the NBA and the NHL, no one's ever been caught really? Besides, so besides like Richard Lewis, I have I have heard that um, that P- not PEDs but just like drugs are a big problem with NHL players. Um, the NBA. So what the what the NBA does is once you are tested three times in a year, you can't be tested again. I think it's for four. the CBA. I think it's four, four times. Yeah, and then I believe that the rule is also you, no PED testing in the playoffs. Okay, that makes more sense. Because for the longest time, people excused it away by, well, why would basketball players need to get really jacked? Like, it's a very fundamental misunderstanding about, like, what steroids and PEDs would actually do for you. You can make them do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there has long been accusations that uh, that one Mr. LeBron James is uh, is interested in PEDs. And also, there was a lot of speculation that Kobe uh was doing some sketchy stuff with uh blood doping that people wouldn't talk about now well 
I know that he was he got that like German platelet knee the, surgery. Yeah, the German the German knee stuff. But that's like only not allowed in the U.S. So I don't think that's really PEDs, is it? Like that's literally taking your own plasma and injecting it back into yourself. Yeah, it feels like it feels like something that should just be allowed. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, but the LeBron thing is weird. Like, does that mean LeBron was on PEDs when he was like thirteen? Because when I saw him in high school, like you can see why he has the body type that he does now. He was jacked when he was sixteen. Uh, I think as far as I understand, what um, as far as I understand, what people think is that it started when he went to Miami. And people think that people think that Wade also uh, gets stuff steroid stuff done for his knees. I hadn't heard of any of this, by the way. This is this is all news to me. I, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that I like I don't think I believe. Well, I mean, if you told me that LeBron James takes some sort of steroid just to like keep his body fresh and able to be as competitive as he is, I wouldn't be that surprised. I also. <laughs> And not someone who would feel uh, sanctimonious about it, right? Like, I, what do I care? What do I care if this guy does steroids? You know what I mean? I've never really cared about steroids either. But I, I do understand that there are people that don't want to take them. So that would be worthy. I mean, if everyone in the NFL, like the NFL just doesn't give a shit about steroids. They're like, yeah, you probably do need them if you're going to play in the NFL. So uh, go nuts. Right. It's a, it's a four-game suspension. Again, another sport where people don't really get caught for steroids all that much. It feels like feels like uh, like once a year someone gets suspended for steroids, basically. Yeah. And if you had to take an educated guess on how many players in the NFL are actually on steroids, like what would you set the over? If I set the over under at twenty five point five percent of all players, would you take the over or under? I'd take the over because there's so many um, bottom of the roster guys that that is that that is going to impact. Like you know, there are so many second string offensive linemen and stuff that are just like so much more likely to, uh, and those guys are really incentivized to, you know, not be injured and play through injury and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Have you heard of any speakeasies opening yet? The only, the only knowledge I have of that is was seeing a couple like um, poker players that I follow on Twitter, talk about it. Like, like, you know, who, who knows where one is or whatever, which I, I hadn't even thought about that concept until, you know, that was until I had heard that. But I mean, yeah, of course that's going on. Like that's got like somewhere, somewhere for people to congregate and go drink. That is not an officially licensed place of business. Yeah. That has to exist. Yeah. I know there's one by me. I'm not going, I I have no interest in going, but if I wanted to, I could go to a speakeasy. There's a speakeasy gym by me too. That I would be like, I really, really, really don't want to die of a preventable illness, but I really, really miss going to the gym. That I would feel like the gym would be the single worst place you could like, go. just the worst place to go. Yeah, you are it's you are going to get the coronavirus. And, yeah. Yeah. If, if one person has has it, everyone has it. Whole the whole gym's going to get yeah because yeah and like the you know the showers yeah it's just a, a the gym is a nightmare situation for corona. It's just, the gym is a pretty nightmare situation to begin with in terms of germs flying everywhere. Germs, yeah. Because people don't do a good job. I will say, right before the lockdown came, I was at the gym like two or three days before. And I've never seen people do a better job of wiping down their machines. Cleaning the machines. Yeah. yeah. And like, I'm guilty of not wiping down like the benches at all times, too. Like everyone kind of is. 
Except for like the, have you ever seen like the police guy at the gym? But he's always like jacked, but not super jacked. He's real into the gym, and he's big on calling people out for like, you didn't put back your weight on the rack, like that guy. I don't. I legit think at my most recent gym, I have never spoken a word to anyone other than the front desk people. I, I think I, I worked out at this gym probably minimum five days a week for six months, and I, I think I actually never spoke to anybody. I try not to speak to anyone at the gym, but I, th- there's always like one or two of these guys every few days. Like, I, I do know that guy, though. Like, I oh, know man. the guy you're talking about. So, yeah. It's like, calm down, man. Like, it's going to be OK. The only person that I actually have spoke to, I think, at the gym randomly in the past like year, I was working out next to Wilson Cruz, who is on Star Trek Discovery. He was on my so-called life. I told him I was a big fan. That was about it. He's real jacked. Uh, If I saw some like random, like if like one of the St. Louis Blues was working out of my gym or something, I would for sure talk to them. So I, I get that. And well, I didn't try to be intrusive. Just say, hey, big fan. Because I know that they uh, they shoot Star Trek Discovery in town. So I assume that he was filming season three. I've only I've only ever um, intruded on a public figure once in public and it was because the opportunity was just too good to pass up who was it it was travis kelsey at at, uh, out at uh at dinner actually on my girlfriend's birthday actually legitimately this is a uh, tomorrow it's going to be the three-year anniversary of of uh seeing pet travis kelsey at a dinner because it's my girlfriend's birthday tomorrow oh wish her a happy birthday for me i will do that for you my birthday was earlier this week yeah that was fun. How was your quarantine birthday? What did you, you even do anything? No, I, I ordered steak from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Oh man, I'm gonna treat myself. Dude, that's come on, that's that's a pretty good birthday. Like honestly, yeah. I mean, we we probably wouldn't have went there. I really wanted to get Mexican food, but the because my birthday was on Easter Monday, so there was a bunch of stuff that was closed. I don't know if that's closed because it was Easter Monday or because it's just closed, closed because it. When I tried yeah. to bring it up on Uber Eats tonight, it wasn't there. But I was like, I want to get some Mexican. I like this Mexican place. Let's do that. And it just randomly gone. I was like, well, what do I want you, now? You, you prefer Uber Eats to Postmates? Uh, I don't know if we have. We have something called DoorDash here. Do you guys have that? Yeah, we have that. DoorDash. I'm a connoisseur of these places. I, I, love, I love these apps so much. DoorDash, Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats. Those are like the three main ones, at least in downtown Toronto. Yeah. But I, no, I, I've I, only I've only ever used Uber Eats to get uh, McDonald's breakfast. Nice. They stopped doing that twenty four seven, didn't they? Uh, I I actually don't know. I haven't. I this was when, one time in when we were on vacation in Chicago. I have not. Uh, I've not succumbed to ordering breakfast uh, via takeout during the quarantine yet. I, I was hitting up. I was doing Starbucks Uber Eats uh, the first few days of the quarantine. Then they like they shut down all all like delivery from oh. Starbucks. Yeah, I think the Starbucks next to me is closed. I just wanted to get I haven't my, even I, I would order two coffees and my wife I would get my wife breakfast. Cuz I don't eat I breakfast. uh I don't eat breakfast. I Oh, that's one thing I did do. I started intermittent fasting again. Like I got back on a decent schedule with it. So I'm not eating yeah. until like noon every day and I'm finishing eating at like you know, max 8 p.m. Is it has it just been have you felt it easier to stick to? Now that I'm back, harder. now that I'm back in it, yeah. Like the first few days was not great, right? But you just fight through it. Drink water. Yeah, I. That's actually that's actually funny. Is like the, maybe the first week or so I got back into it, and then I 
the I think the second weekend of quarantine, I I just got like a you know whether it be a cold or or it was a flu or something, but I just felt like horrible for one weekend of quarantine right at the beginning, and I was just like uh you know I'm gonna I'm gonna eat I'm gonna drink a Pedialyte or whatever in the morning and uh i have not gone back to it yet since then maybe maybe this is the push that i needed to to get back to intermittent fasting was this podcast and i i've just been trying to track track what i'm eating a lot better like i'm really trying to besides my my birthday was kind of a write-off but i think that when you're doing intermittent fasting like i think five days on two days off is fine like doing it every every day like you're gonna make yourself go nuts so right that's not appealing there's there's enough things in the world making you go nuts right now yeah, I mean, I I honestly think that coming and talking to you every single week resets like my pH level on everything. Oh, you, that's this is this is like my reset button for sure. I totally agree. Yeah, it makes me feel. I hope when people listen to this, it makes them feel better as well. Yeah. Oh, this is okay. This is this is something I want to talk to you about. I saw a couple people put it out on Twitter that uh, that like creating content is hard right now, and that clicks are down. And I, I know that from looking at my stuff, that is not the case, that, that both per episode and, um, you know, just in, in total, my episodes are doing better than normal. I think, though, that a lot of, like, normal sports podcasts, like, I bet, like, the BS report is just, like, really trailing off in downloads compared to where it would normally be. Mine are, for sure. Yeah. Just Probably, I- honestly, getting getting uh the pat mayo bump for some of these episodes i would think maybe this episode actually does the two shows that have remained relatively i mean this is a new show obviously but this one is actually doing better than i would have expected it to do for and like youtube's one thing i mainly kind of look at the audio downloads for everything because that's where the majority Mm -hmm. the majority of people who consume my show are but the most vocal people are the people that watch the videos it's really bizarre um but that's just a very small i'd say Five, well, I five. I get that because if you're if you're searching out the video, that means you really like it, and it's not just there in your pod catching app. Not true though, because all the shows that like there are shows that are on YouTube that do a video version and an audio version of their show, and I always listen to the audio version. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I like, I don't watch that much on YouTube, but I, we've talked about this before. Like podcasts are just um, a way better medium, really. Yeah. For, if I gave up, stuff, if I gave up video which would be just a huge detriment to my career. But if I did that, I just did audio. I think I could do like seven hours of podcasting a day. I get like, I, for the longest time, I never understood how like people like Colin Coward could have a three hour radio show, radio show, but, but I get it now. I I could do this. Yeah. Yeah. I could do, I could do five hours of sports talk radio a day. If that was really my job. And if I was getting paid enough, I could do that. I don't think that would be what I would want to do. I would try to break it. Like, I've been thinking about starting a new podcast series outside of the Pat Mayo experience, just starting a new feed with new stuff that's not sports related. But like I said, my, my priority list is really sunk. I was this, this would have been a really good time to kind of map all that out, but uh, yeah, it hasn't really gone that way. But no, the Jeff and Tim shows continue to do really well audio wise, like they always do. This one does really well, but like I'm missing so much of my content is out first compared to everyone else's. So there is a cachet to that. So I get a lot of downloads because, Hey, my waiver wire show is the first waiver wire show that you can download every single week. My golf pick show is the first golf pick show you can download every single week. So 
now that there are no sports, and that was a big reason that people came, like, not like the fa- like fans of the Pat Mayo experience and like your show, they're gonna be fans. They're gonna download. They're gonna listen. Like, I have mm-hmm. three or four podcasts like that myself. That like I never miss them. Like, I really like them. I never miss them. Even now, like I'll find time to listen to them. But I have like a periphery 15 podcast that I still download, but maybe sometimes that I, I listen to sometimes and don't listen to all the time. Yeah. Th- those ones have gone by the wayside basically. Like I, I like listening to the, uh, the ringer NBA show, for example, uh, just it's my way of keeping up with like news in the NBA. I think it's a well-produced podcast. I like it, but like, I haven't listened to a second of it since basketball went away. <laughs> and I know that they're doing uh, shows. Yeah. So, so one of those for me, is the um the dunked on basketball podcast the the Nate Duncan NBA show I just I have not listened to that um I got I feel like I'm running really hot though one of my favorite podcasts ever that just stopped doing episodes for a while came but I back. just kept it in my feed because I loved it so much it came back and I, I saw it in my podcast feed and I was so pumped about it um and I think that one of the co-hosts of that show is going to come on this show, which I'm he Aaron Lammer, who has been on the show before, but I, uh, it was it was just that. So that was something cool that came out of quarantine. Was I was just very excited for that. That's awesome. Good get, good get for a guest, and good get for your for your ears. Yeah, good, just very very good. Because uh, because I just want to hear more podcasts that are not specifically about sports now, because so much of my uh, day job, ref, you know, is around sports, obviously, and now that um, fantasy is not, you know, smashing me in the face every single day and I don't need to stay as in tune with like the news cycle, I have more time for podcasts about other stuff. Did you bink a League of Legends tournament? 5K to first, baby. Solo win, which does not happen that often in League of Legends. Yes, I did. Congratulations. How do you even know who to pick? Um, it's pretty simple, really. League of Legends, I, I got to be honest with you, Pat. There is not a huge amount of strategy uh, in in League of Legends construction. You're you're trying to get two teams stacked in the same lineup, uh, so four from one team, three from another, uh, and you're really trying to make sure that that lineup is not duplicated by other users in your same contest. And you kind of just use um, Vegas odds as the uh, the talisman for what teams you should pick. It's funny, uh, my producer, Paul, at Paul Shag, my guy, uh, that, that's basically what he's been doing. He just he picks a team in like two minutes. He goes and looks at the odds for the matchup and then does a double stack with two teams. He's won a bunch so far. Yeah, I mean, the the ownership has gotten much more efficient than like the first week of quarantine when everyone was trying it and no one was doing content or anything for this stuff now. And now, you know, all the daily fantasy sites have have optimizers built for this stuff and they, you know, they have projections and they have, you know, a daily article that comes out. Um, so the ownership is a little bit more efficient that where you'll get where you will get the well, basically what you have to do is you have to um, you you have to take an underdog against a, a a favored team that a lot of people are gonna uh, that a lot of people are gonna be stacking. So that's the move. That's the move. Yeah. All right, I can get behind that. I, I mean, I'm probably never yeah. gonna play it. I'm too busy playing in the DraftKings Madden Sims contests. Are they, are you enjoying that? Is that are those are those fun for you? No, <laughs> I fucking hate them. Man. It's the worst. Yeah, I I I I have not played yet. 
No, the, the, the contests themselves are fine. Like, they're all free contests. But I, I followed the, they sent out a thing. They were like, hey, Pat, would you want to do commentary on some of these, like some of these games? Because we're going to be running the games. We're going to be running contests. I know that, you know, there's, they're doing a bunch of games. They only have so many people. I was like, sure, Cust and I will do it. I did one and just like, I, I, I just can't take it seriously. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah, I mean, I love video games. I, like, don't mind watching people play video games. Uh, I just, well, I mean, the reason that I can't get that serious about the stuff is that you can't play, like, real money contests. So what's the point? Well, that's the weird thing. So, essentially, Tim and I have been trying out different styles of commentary for each one of them without telling anyone. So, like, one one game I played, like, a 1980s wrestling heel announcer where I just went to the chat and just picked fights with everyone. And talking about how great I am, how big of losers they are, that kind of thing. Well, Tim was on the side of the people. That was fun. Then we reversed roles for the next one, and Tim was just yelling at the chat. The people in these chats, I don't know, man. They're, they're really sweating these free contests. <laughs> I don't know who they people, are. <laughs> some people um, probably are able to get like some side action, too. I know, I know a couple big DFS players were like playing each other on the side for uh you know decent amounts of money so maybe maybe some of the folks are doing that though people generally i mean they will just sweat any free contest you can give them it it just blows my mind and people get so aggravated that tim and i aren't doing like legitimate play-by-play for the game we're just talking about whatever (laughs) whatever you want yeah Yeah. it's like i I got an hour with pat and tim we're just gonna chat almost like you and i are doing right now so so the uh the team's are simulated how would you say they play or do they just run the ball a ton what like what what are the teams like do they actually have some personality close to their um close to their team or or no yeah i guess so i mean i I barely pay attention so the last game that we did was houston and the patriots and houston made a series of just terrible decisions on the field so that made a lot of sense uh the patriots were a juggernaut on offense ben watson couldn't be stopped almost 200 yards but they ran the ball with james white like 20 times yeah that's i mean i just would imagine that the the logic of the video game is way more uh weighted on like player ranking as opposed to like player roles that we would think yeah and it just seems like tight ends do really well every single time no matter who they are the tight end smack there you go there's there's uh there's an input for for your folks out there who are trying to win all the money in the madden streams is you just got to jam tight ends yeah if i had jammed in daniel fells for like nothing instead of kenny stills in the last game i think i would have won the contest is that allowed are you allowed to bank yeah i mean i'm not an employee of DraftKings, so I, i'm allowed to play in these contests there you go yeah you and you're you're doing the scouting you're doing the you're you're getting the tails of the tape yeah, for sure. Uh, I did say that any money that I would win in those contests, I would like give out to people. So, <laughs> well, what, how kind of you? Well, I'm not going to win anyway. So what's the, what's the difference? I mean, the what first place is like what, like 500 bucks? Yeah, I think it's 500 for some, 250 for others. It's not Maybe bad. I should play these. It's not bad for a free. Like, it's 5k guaranteed, 10k guaranteed. Like the prize pools are pretty legitimate. What is their what is their logic for continuing to run these? Just keeping people in the habit of getting on their site and just not forgetting that DraftKings exists. Uh, I I mean I can't speak for them, but I would say that's probably part of it. And like they do really good numbers, <laughs> like people watch them they on get the like, streams. Yeah, they get like five thousand people live watching this stuff. Like it's doing better than my show. So 
how many how many people how many people watch this um this e nascar i don't know you see the guy got like fired from his real life team because he was dropping n-bombs on the stream yeah well you know you can't do that that's that's not advice it's not an advisable career move kyle larson is that who it was kyle larson yeah he's the uh which is i heard he's funny he's the only person of color in nascar is that true i think he's half japanese (laughs) <laughs> that's i mean just that whole sentence right there is is really amazing um the i so i like had a reason to sweat kyle larson because i'm in this well not we're not going to do it anymore this omni draft league do you, do you get in one of those no idea what that is so it's like it's like fantasy sports but for teams and you draft teams and you accumulate points based off of oh, how yes. they do and, and NAS, nascar is in there and you know tennis is in there and everything and kyle larson was the guy that i selected so that's just why i even knew his name he was the nask he was my nascar representative that i had on my team i mean i don't want to broadly generalize generalize nascar but the people oh, who, I, if you don't want to i will like the people who were stunned by this probably need to give their head a shake <laughs> Yeah, uh, I would. I would imagine. I would imagine Kyle Larson's. Uh, I well, let's just say I'd imagine Kyle Larson's fans will forgive him from this, probably. Yeah, well, he's off his team now. Do you really like? He's he's. I mean, I don't know anything about NASCAR, but I do know the name, not because of this, because like he's good. Like he's someone, good. Yeah, he he will not remain unemployed for long. Um, you know, he won't unless like NASCAR can just be like, you can't compete, right? Yeah, but they're not going to do that. Didn't Tony Stewart kill a guy? Did he? Tony Stewart Tony Stewart killed a guy. That happened. Was he allowed to race still? Yes. Tony Stewart killed a guy. Like, uh, like on purpose? Yes. Like, he, like first degree murder? Yes. Tony Stewart did run over a fellow driver who was killed. But please know the whole story. Uh, so whole to story? me... So to me, that just reads like, yes, he drove over uh, someone else. I, I mean, I don't know the story. You're just telling it to me. I would be hard pressed to believe he did it on purpose. No, I mean, it was like in the event of a race. Like, what's, What are you supposed to do at that point, though? I don't mean, I don't know, but like, you you're, did. You're going, you're going pretty fucking fast. Um, so, so I think, okay. I think the reason why it was questionable was that it was like not in an, a NASCAR event, and it was maybe in like a like an off series event. I don't know. I mean, some people are yelling, right? There, there. We always say this when we don't really know what we're talking about. Like people are yelling at their phones right now. So if this isn't the story, whatever. But I, I do know that Tony Stewart did kill a man with his car and was still racing NASCARs after that. Okay. Do you have any favorite fake accounts on Twitter? Like I mean, my accounts? least my least favorite one is Rex Chapman, which I think we talked about before. No, we haven't. I okay, so he gets retweeted into my timeline. A it's lot. just like, dude, is, is he a parody? anyone who retweet? No, is, he's not a parody account though. That's like a real person, isn't it? No, he's a real person. I think ESPN wrote a story about him. Um, but yeah, no, just like, uh, don't retweet Rex Chapman, and that should be obvious. Right. He doesn't he does not do anything. He is, um, you know, like fuck Jerry or, you know, just a stupid meme account. That's all he is. There's is, nothing 
that goes into it. Yeah, it's like the fat Jewish on Instagram and Twitter. They just yeah, exactly. They repurpose other people's jokes. Yes, literally, that is that is all. It's just and it's like great. Like if you want to follow Rex Chapman because you like to see the funny videos, cat video. (laughs) Yeah, like if you want to see that, like whatever. Uh, You know, I kind of think that makes you a simpleton. But I, you know, far be it for me to to take joy away from someone in this uh, time of world history. But just like you don't retweet it, and that should just be obvious. I would like to say I don't think you're a simpleton if you follow some of these accounts, Davis. Some people use social media not the way that you and I use it. Like you seem to use it for far more insidious things about getting triggered all the time. But other people, like my wife, her social media is just like cat videos, and she enjoys. Yeah, going that's on. all my. That's, that's all my girlfriends is. She too. she enjoys like people's babies, cat videos. Like she doesn't get mad when she goes on social media. I dude, look, I'm looking at my Twitter right now. I'm trying to see the last time I got mad at somebody. You were getting mad earlier today. I I roasted. <laughs> I did roast this guy who tries to reply to all my tweets pretty good earlier. So I'm feeling good about that one. I didn't get mad. I just was saying how that like literally the stupidest, some of the stupidest people in world history have to be the people who go to the quarantine rally with masks on. Are they doing like, that? Just, ir- just it, think about it. Like, I mean, maybe it's not the ironic swastika. Maybe it's the ironic mask. Maybe that's the move. No, I just, I just, these people are so mixed up, man. It's, it's just, it's, it's absolutely bizarre. And, and I just don't, I don't get it. You know, I just don't get it. Well, one of the reasons I wanted to bring that up is, I mean, back to parody accounts for, for a second before I forget it. Three Year Letterman is one of my favorite follows on Twitter, like by far. That guy, that's pretty, that, that one's pretty funny. I mean, I don't follow it. I wouldn't retweet it, but it is funny. Oh, I don't retweet it either, but I do follow it just so I can see the replies on it. It just the amount of people who get so mad at yeah, everything. Yeah, I mean that he that's says. funny, right? That that guy does a public service because he exposes rubes. Yes, and it's all just the the worst type of people too. Yeah, like rube rube exposure is funny to me, so I have no problem with three year Letterman. Uh, and I mean, obviously Barry. Barry's the best. Barry McCockenkner? Yeah, well, whatever. He, well, he, he's been on fire. He's been on fire over the last week. I think it's from his like new. I think his account always gets suspended, so he just starts a new one. But he had one. Doesn't with the, he only have like one good opinion that Michael Jordan was overrated and that every all his other takes are terrible? I, I know I don't follow any of these accounts, so I only see them very secondhand. I only know him as a parody account, so I actually have no idea what his actual opinions are. But he just he just. It was the Glazer thing when Glazer had the news earlier this week, and he changed yeah. his account to Jay Glazer. It's like Jet signed Kaepernick. <laughs> people lost. Oh it. yeah, and and no, and people. I I did see that got like picked up. Yeah, like people people were bought it, which is hilarious. Wouldn't you know at this point to look for the blue check mark? It, I mean, you'd think, but every NFL draft, NBA free agency, whatever, it just people always get got with 100% frequency. Someone on your timeline will get got. Because we always talk about bubbles and what people use social media for, I found myself in this situation a few days ago. I was talking to my sister-in-law. She, like, Skypes in while we feed the baby. She likes to see the baby, that kind of thing. Sure. So we chat. She's very online. Um for the most part, I was like, have you seen this thing where people are going after Tom Hanks and like thinking he's actually dead or he's under investigation because he's like a pedophile and all this stuff? And she's just like, no, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, this is just very 
like me centric at this point. Like this someone, is not, this is not a thing that people know. <laughs> not someone that I, finally, I, I would like to say that I don't believe that, but I just I I see it all the time. I'm like, who are these yeah. people who are tweeting about this? So someone finally explained what QAnon is to me the other day, and I gotta say, as far as conspiracy theories go, it's literally the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And and the fact that the more and more people are starting to believe in this stuff because they're scared because of coronavirus is like a very, very worrying sign for Western society that people lack the logic skills to understand that this is clearly not true. Has, has anyone explained it to you? No, I, I don't even really care to know. Uh, but No, you don't. You don't. It's, well, it, it, it blows my mind. Per- percentage chance this is some like 17-year-old in his basement? Uh, Maybe not 17, but, you know over 75% chance um it started as a joke yeah but but by someone who is young and just trolling yeah i would say almost for sure it's maybe pick- maybe higher than 75 it's picking up steam like like i like i told you that once stuff translates over into my facebook feed like people i know in my real life that start like talking about this stuff no one's talking about that but like like we had spoke about like the 5g stuff people are like big into now and my question for that is like my i don't have a huge understanding of like electromagnets and however you would say that like you know essentially that according to them 5g towers are killing everyone and the only person who could survive is desmond from lost that that's my understanding of how 5g works according to these people but like wasn't 4g exactly the same thing but no one had a problem with that so was 3g dude chemtrails (laughs) It all comes back to chemtrails. Ah, okay. That makes that makes more sense. Now I'm in. I'm in. I'm all in. Down with 5G. I want, I can't wait for 6G. My phone I I got to say when I when I like the like when I reach the age of realizing that like basically no conspiracy theories are true and that people just believe in them because they don't like, you know, they're just scared about how powerless they are. That was a really depressing uh, like age, like like moment to reach in terms of like uh, understanding of the world. Like that was because I like liked conspiracy theories as like a kid and stuff in high school. So it like it like bums me, it, like bums me out to not be able to believe in any conspiracy theories. Well, you can believe in all the conspiracy theories that you want. Like sometimes they're fun to go down the rabbit hole and like read all the stuff and like oh that's kind of compelling. I can see that. Like I get that part of it, but having it affect your real life. Is kind of crazy. Like you say, like there's people who are scared. That's like there's a few like different people who are a part of like the conspiracy bubble. There's the scared people, and they're like, oh my god, like the world is gonna end. Like look at this kind of thing, and they feel powerless over that. There's also people who are like really stupid and think this is a smart thing that they can do. Well, all the all the smart people believe one way, but they're just idiots. It's actually right. like this. So there's those yeah. people, and then there's the people like the profiteers off of it who don't believe a sec like a thing of it. Yeah, they're, just, they're just the grifters. Yeah. yeah, they're just the grifters. Yeah, and, and you're like, lining your but it's a perfect grift because you're lining yourself up with the people who are most willing to buy anything yeah i mean grifting grifting conspiracy theories you know david ike whatever all these people they just they just they print money off rubes and then whenever what they say is going to happen doesn't end up happening they just they just shift the goalpost. it's it's uh it's it's good work if you can get it because you don't ever have to be right about anything have uh, you're not out in public all that much but like when I go for a walk, sometimes I'll notice it. Uh, when I've been at the supermarket, I've noticed it. 
people just randomly stopping. Like I used to notice this in airports all the time. It used to piss me off to no end that I, I'd be walking to my gate or whatever. I'd be walking. I walk with purpose most places that I go. I know where I want to go, even if I if I don't know where I'm going and I need to like recollect myself to figure out where I'm going. I tend to walk over to the side because I know that if I just randomly stop in the middle of a busy place, people are going to walk into you and like right. lay, and lay you out. And people are especially at a time where like. Most people are very much respecting social distancing and staying far apart. Like, what? Why are you stopping randomly to like look at your phone in the middle of a sidewalk? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Where? Like, I don't live. I I do see people, but I don't live anywhere populated enough to see that happening. It's. Just, I can see it being insanely tilting, though. Oh, it's just it's just bizarre behavior. Yeah, I I'm I'm uh that would that would really tilt me. I would not be into that. What else do I got here? What's wrong with people who comment, who feel the need to comment on, like, Trump tweets? <laughs> so, like, there is a very specific brand of this person, which is, like, the resistance person whose, like, whole brand is, like, I hate Donald Trump. And you might, you might think, uh, dear listener, that, that Davis Maddock, bleeding heart liberal, would like these people. But these people don't actually have a political ideology. They just don't like Donald Trump. They're just they're just like weirdos. Like I, I, I don't know what's wrong with them, but something is for certain wrong with these people. Like you just and like some of the people that like I I had to unfollow people who were doing like I had to unfollow Michael Salafino. He was doing it on every Trump. Like you're an idiot. It's like thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate your input on that one. Don't you have don't you have things you can be doing? <laughs> I, I, you'll never, you'll never, never, never catch me responding to a Donald Trump tweet. Like, I mean, I'm a dumb, I'm a dumb person in a lot of ways, but I would, I'm not going to be doing that. I, I, just, I just don't get. Well, what's the point? Well, yeah, no. What, what's, what like you, literally? What what's the use? I don't know. It just like seems... literally not even, not even Trump's aides are reading these. No, no one's reading them except for people who want to be tilted. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Like I, I have, I have Trump blocked because I like can't even trust myself not to tilt at his dumb tweets. I mean, I think that he is the best comedian on Twitter. He, he is. If uh, I, if I was to give you like five people to follow, Trump would probably be one of them. Yeah, I mean, like there, so, certainly he is funny, right? Like I don't know, like he, he, because he, he, he just he gets Twitter. He actually does. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of the few things he understands. But yeah, he does. I, 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 I cannot say that Trump does not get Twitter. There are many things that man does not get, but he does get that. And just, yeah, the, the tilt he puts people on. On, like, because he tweets so much, like, they're not all, like, polarizing tweets. You know what I mean? I mean, the dude literally just sits at home and watches TV all day and tweets about what is on his TV. I mean, that's essentially what we both do, so. Yes, you are. It is, it is true that our, uh, our day-to-day lives are very similar to what Donald Trump does. Like, here's one from earlier today. I will be having a White House press conference at 5 p.m. today. Thank you. And then just be like, people, I, I hope you die, is, like, the first response. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, like, uh, there, there are ways you can use that energy, right? Like, you can, you can use that energy to do literally anything else. Yeah, I, just, I find it so weird. Yeah, like, is I, it don't, a, I don't is, get is it, it a, Is it a to-be-seen thing? Like, you're on the record. I don't like Trump. Look at my 88 tweets to him. Uh, could be. That could be, that could be the case. 
yeah, I don't know. It's it's just very weird. I, I don't get it. Uh, what else? Oh, this whole uh, lockdown and self-isolation thing has really, you know, when we talked about that, I was thinking about moving and buying a house and not living in a condo anymore, all that stuff. Probably has made you really embrace that idea. Yes, I am definitely doing that once this is all over. Yeah, I so I live in a three-story house in the suburbs in St. Louis. I have lived in apartments for the last eight years of my life, like if you're including dorms. And uh, I'm just like thinking that if I was in an apartment for this, I would I would just really want to die. Oh, really? Why? An, an apartment like I got neighbors on the left and right of me. I don't have a backyard. Like I just I feel like I feel like it's I feel like apartments uh, like Corona madness just has to be so much worse. I, I like I like I can go into a different room in my house and and just you, you know what i mean like just houses are just more spacious i feel like i mean that is certainly true that they are that that's the part that i'm kind of dealing with right now like we a we don't have a ton of space for the baby to like play um and my wife and i literally cannot get away from each other which has not been as bad as i i didn't think it was going to be bad but i you, know, you maybe it's just jokes that people are yeah i know people people on twitter love to be like i hate my wife like it's but just like i start that's to a believe that popular I, joke variation maybe but like i wouldn't joke about that maybe that's yeah maybe that's weird <laughs> like, to <stop>. me but <laughs> yeah, that would no, just, i agree with you that would just lead me to believe that they actually do hate their wives <laughs> right yeah like i mean like there's always going to be things about your significant other that bother you because like you know no one's perfect or whatever but like if you're actually actively uh, like hating your significant other in quarantine, you should maybe think about that. Maybe yeah, think about why that is. Yeah, if you got married to someone and you can't spend two months every day in like a confined space together, probably shouldn't be married. Yeah, I I I, uh, I agree with that take. But yeah, it's it's not so much like the other people in the building. Like I live in a very small building; it's only twelve units, so you don't really see anyone all that. No, much. just just the space though. Yeah. Yeah. The space, the no yard, that's tough. And like you said, just being able to go to a different room, not that I'd be hiding out in one room. My wife would be on like a different floor for 24 hours a day, but just to take a break every now and then be nice. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm upstairs in my office right now and my girlfriend could be in the bedroom. She could be in the living room. She could be in the sitting room. She could be in the kitchen. She could go down to the basement. She can walk the dogs and like we get you know, a little bit of uh, a little bit of away time. And I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I feel like if I was crammed in an apartment where she had to hear me do dumb podcasts all day and I had to hear her do her classes all day for, for grad school, that would be like a way less conducive environment. I think it's hilarious that you live in the suburbs in like a three-story house. Cause I, cause, cause I am a, cause I'm a, I'm a fake liberal. I don't own this house though, to be clear. I just rent it. Either way. It just I just find it funny that you live in the south. You seem like someone who would live downtown in the city. So like, I, I, I seem up, I, I I seem like someone who would live in the suburbs. Live in the suburbs. And yeah. I don't. So the thing is, is that I grew up in a small town in Kansas, and I like the city. But cities do give me a little bit of anxiety. Just a lot of people, a lot of noise, a lot of buildings. Like I just I just did not grow up. Uh, you know, not being able to see the night sky, right? Not, not, not seeing buildings as far as the eye could see. Like theoretically, where I grew up, I could wake up in the morning uh, and and go walk and end up in a cornfield before noon. Uh, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's just, I, I feel 
just a tinge of anxiety just in general in cities. I think I would. there was a scene in Mad Men when Pete and his wife moved to the suburbs that he said he really missed the, the night noises from the city. I think I'm, I would miss that if I moved outside of a city. Yeah, I mean, there's there's very specific, and especially if you live high up, the the noises you get are very interesting, um, in in cities. So yeah, I, I, I think that you just and, get accustomed to that. And I've lived on like, as I live on the first floor now of our place, but we had lived on the forty seventh floor of the place we were at before this. So it's it's I've I've got both ends of the sounds. Like when you're up high, you hear a lot of sirens. A lot of sirens. Um, uh, at this, at the, at my girlfriend's family's place in Chicago, you can hear, um, the, the street performers that like the playing the saxophone down on the street, which I always thought was really interesting. Neat. But, but that, that, like that's something that carries. But yes, I want to buy a house after this, which means I can no longer live in Toronto. So I have to find somewhere else. Rest to in live. peace. Yeah, I'll be gone. I, it's been I, it's funny. I looked at it the other day. I had a Facebook memory pop up that it's been over 11 years now since I've lived in Toronto. 11 years. Yeah. And you're ready to go back to Nova Scotia. No, I don't think I'm ready to go back to Nova Scotia. I just think that fiscally makes the most sense of if I was still going out every night and like going to bars and like really taking advantage of the city like I did in my late 20s, I would never move. Yeah. But right. I'm not doing that. Like, <laughs> I'm paying the fun tax to live in a city when I can have no fun. Yeah, you're paying you're paying a, a fun tax to hang out with your baby on the couch. Yeah, I can do that a lot of places. Yeah, you, uh, I mean, maybe you'll miss, you know, whatever your favorite, uh, like, Indian food takeout place is, but there are substitutions for that for sure. That is always going to be the biggest thing. Like, the, the food, food scene when you leave any, like, like, even when I lived in New York, like, New York is better than Toronto for food, but it's at least, like, somewhat comparable because stuff is – you have every ethnicity of food that you could ever want. You have different variations of that, different, like, regions of that country you can go get. When I move back to Halifax, it will be like, oh, yeah, there's an Indian food place, like a chain place or something. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, uh, independent restaurants are probably going the way of the dodo, like, literally every day that uh, that we stay um, – under quarantine and lockdown, more independent restaurants are going to die. That makes me sad. Makes me very sad. I love, I love um, independent restaurants. I've been trying to get takeout or, you know, carry out or whatever from uh, like local restaurants, you know, like two, two nights a week or so. And just, you know, trying to avoid Chipotle, Domino's, whatever. Well, I think this is going to be a lesson for a lot of people, especially business owners, that I, I never understood the appeal of owning a restaurant or bar to begin with. It seems like a really horrible way to invest your money. No, you're just you're just like coin coin flipping to go broke. Yeah, like it's so much overhead. The profit margins are so thin to begin with that if anything like this ever happened, you'd be done. And now it's happening. But even in the best of times, like you're probably not going to make a lot of money. That if you're going to open a small business, and I guess it depends on what you do, but like I, I've been able to keep my business afloat through this entire time because I have very low overhead. My overhead is basically me, equipment and me. I was going to say, like, I think it, it only makes sense like restaurants when it's like legit family business, like you're not paying wages, like your family sits there and works all day. Yeah, like convenience stores as well. Convenience stores, yeah. 
So I got two. Which is? Well, I got three topics here. We can do one before we go. Okay. So I have no idea how long this has been. I assume like over an hour already. Over an hour, yeah. All right. So three, three topics. You let me read the topics, and maybe we can hit on all of them. Maybe there's one you want to hammer down on. We'll find out. We okay. Can, we can save some, too. One is the idea, because I was thinking about this over Easter. Uh, I haven't gone to an Easter service in ages, uh, basically since I left home. Uh, but I used to go with my grandmother and my mother uh, all the time. Like, I grew up Catholic. I got confirmed Catholic. So I'm no, no stranger to going to Mass, put it that way. But okay. when I see, and maybe it's just hyperbole, or maybe it's just sensationalism of this guy said that, or this guy said that. But when I think about religion in America— you see a lot of these like preachers at these mega churches, and they all claim like they legitimately talk to God and God talks through them. That is not my experience with religion whatsoever. Like the priests that we used to have were like normal people, but they were just like they worked for the church. Like they were priests, but it wasn't like God told me this and now I'm telling you. It, it was nothing like that. Not my not my experience either. Um, Catholic mass generally. Uh, just at, just stone crushingly boring. Just no, it's, like it's not good. It's it's because I mean I'm not even opposed to the idea of like church or religious assembly or whatever. Because I would like to go and I'd like to think about you know what it means to be alive. What what my existence means in Catholic Church is just I mean you you there's not been an original thought said in a Catholic Church in a thousand years. You know, um, but. Yeah, I think that I think mega churches are not the primary experience, but maybe it is. I don't know. I've never been to one. You see, I, I see. I don't know, but it just you hear about them all the time. That if you didn't know, you would think that like, you don't hear about people going down to the like local church on a Sunday at eleven a.m. going to mass and going home. Like that's that's not headline news. You know what I mean? Yeah, not not at all. Not at all. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think that also just like very like how many people even go to church i don't know i wonder what that i wonder what that number is these days i don't know i would guess that it's dropping but i think it's a lot larger than we may think only because like i don't know anyone that goes to church like in my like in my life outside of like people's parents and people's grandparents yeah uh i mean yeah my grandparents go and my girlfriend's family goes like the older people, like I don't know any young per- young person that goes at all. Do you think that switches though? Do you think you get to a certain age, then you get like reinvested if you have that background to begin with? I think that people get married and have kids, and they're like, "I don't have any friends. I don't really have a great support system. I should go to a church so that I can get that, so that I can have like some sort of social support network or just." a place to go like with people with people and friends that actually makes a lot of sense as more of a social thing yeah like i i just think like i mean like what if you live in like a small town and like you're a parent you know you're probably not going to a bar yeah right so so just go to church once a week with your kid and your wife and like that's a nice little social thing yeah and then you can go to the different gatherings that they have for like their picnics. yeah there's always a you know fish fry or whatever if you're catholic there's always stuff going on oh yeah i would assume fish fry that's a big thing yeah i would assume that's a big thing it wasn't really where like i grew up but i could see that being a big thing no not the not the fish fry just that people would do that just out of like like literally needing to find a social network all right so the other two were did you see that la times piece about like not wearing sweatpants every day and then the dude just got dunked on like that. I think it felt good for everyone to come together and cancel someone over like something frivolous again. 
Did you see how he was dressed? Yeah, it was the most insane thing ever. Like, if people are talking about, like, Tom Hanks and, like, all these other people around kids, I wouldn't let that guy around a kid. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that guy's account is still up or if he just deleted it. He probably should have deleted it at that point. What a, I, it works as a satire article really, really well, but that is not what it was. <laughs> no, he was, he was serious about it. I just, I don't actually even necessarily disagree with his points. Every day that I've put on like real pants and not sweatpants and taken a shower in the morning, like I've had a much more productive day. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Like basically, walking, I mean, it, it makes sense, around, but just don't around. write the article, dude. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty logical. People can figure that out on their own. Correct. They're not oblivious to that point to begin with, although you might think that they, they aren't uh, walking they aren't, around yeah. all day and what you sleep in. You can see how that would kill your productivity. The other one was the, was the protester stuff. So you have the idiots out there that are wearing the masks. I mean, maybe they're not the idiots because they actually are wearing the mask, but they think that the disease is a hoax, that kind of thing. So you have the people protesting, but then you have, and I think this relates to the people that like respond to Trump tweets, being like, well, they shouldn't get any care if they get coronavirus. Like those people? Like that's, that's crazy talk. Like what are you talking about? And these no, are be- why, why, I, I totally agree. Why should they? They are foregoing the right. Are they? Yeah. If, they, if, you're, if your whole take is everyone's being stupid, this isn't a big deal, we need to reopen the economy, and you're going to go out of your house and make it worse for everyone else, like, tough, tough shit. No, that's not how doctors work, by the way. I, that is, you are 100% so, so you know that what? that's it, not it, the way it works. If, if someone comes in with a heroin overdose, oh, I'm sorry, you shouldn't have been doing heroin tough break i mean they're not they're not waiving their right to they're not saying heroin is a hoax heroin overdoses are a hoax no but they're actively doing something that's going to be bad for you it's like if i we both smoke we go in oh it turns out we have lung cancer well you shouldn't have smoked sorry you knew you knew it was bad i think it's different that's not not how hospitals work so what you are saying is true. Like never in a million years would they be like, uh, sir, were you one of the protesters? Oh, we can't treat you. Um, but I it, do think, that- but we know that's, we know that would never happen, but to, to, you're basically just wishing you're wishing people are going to die, which is, it's I'm wishing it, that it, people would have consequences for their actions. Sure. But that consequence could be death in this situation that we're talking about. And the same people, like, if I had said that, if I'm a right-wing person and I say that, right, the people that would get the most upset about it would be these people who are wishing the death on these people. It's true. It's not a, it is not a balanced position, but I also, I'm fine, I'm fine holding this position and being like, those people are making that choice. They're making the choice, but yeah, like you said, some of these people are scared. Not, so- only, not only are they making the choice, they're being like, uh, this thing literally can't hurt me. It's a, it's an, uh, it's not put it this way. It's not my stance, but I think you should have some empathy. Mm, you could argue that I should have some empathy. I don't, though. I, I'm not even going to argue. I'm just telling you that you should, and you just don't. That is true. I don't. I don't have. I don't have any empathy for. It. And this goes for anyone listening to this. If if you um are like, man, I I I don't really think the coronavirus is real, so I'm going to go live my life normally and and not be afraid i'm gonna go lick a toilet seat uh i don't i don't i so that's the other thing like i don't i don't feel empathy for for that person either i do it's some idiot who's 21 
Like I, like as we spoke about the very first show that we did together. If I was 21 and this was going on, I'd probably be one of those idiots in Florida. I wouldn't be because I value self-preservation too highly. I would just think that I couldn't. Nothing would hurt me. I get. I mean, there. That is. That is definitely. But I mean, what is. What is the excuse of of someone who's 56 and going to a coronavirus rally? That that they they just held that mentality forever. Like people change, some people don't. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It just seems. I just. I don't. I wouldn't. You were right that I would not have any empathy for those people if they got sick and died from from their from that choice. And I would. I'd feel You're bad. a nicer person than me, Pat. Which is no, was, probably was not always the case. Like I said, I would have been the, the can't hurt me. Let's go party. Right. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I will get um, a little bit, uh, a little bit kinder as I age. But again, you, you read the news that you read. If you only read the news that presumably those people read, then you would think it's not bad for you. If that was I don't your even know if that's view. true. Like even even Fox News is saying like this is bad, right? I don't. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I don't watch. I guess Fox I, News. Do, I don't know. Yeah, so I, I don't I, know, I don't know what they're saying. I saw they had like Doctor Oz and Doctor Phil on talking about stuff. Like, okay, <laughs> they should get Doctor Cust like, on. <laughs> we get Tim but, a job. Uh, like like even even Trump says like this is bad, like this can kill you, right? I think so. Yeah, so then I, what are these people protesting against if, if even Trump is like, you probably shouldn't uh, die of this, guys? I don't know. I, I, I really don't get the logic behind it. I, I assume it's like people who are like out of business now and want, or they're about to be out of business. So I, think this that's is the what only I way. assumed too. But then when they interview these people, it's not people saying my business, my small, it's, it's these people saying like, they're just talking about liberty. They're not talking about like the consequences for their lives. They're talking about liberty. You know what I mean? A lot of people slinging around that Ben Franklin quote this week. Which one? The, if you give up your right to whatever, 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 I forget what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't care, but yeah. I think that there, we've, again, we've talked about this in the past that I, we envision this coming and like, I'm uncomfortable with telling people all the time like you. I don't feel like anyone is telling me I have to stay at home. I feel like I'm choosing to stay at home. Maybe I'm brainwashed. I don't know. But it's not like affecting me in that big of a way. I can stay at home. It's not that big of a deal for me. Same as you. But if that wasn't our lives, I could see how you'd be fucking pissed about this. I can I can see why. The government telling you you have to stay home violates your liberty and why you'd be um, offended by that and why you'd be scared that the government would be tempted to keep that in place, keep these authoritarian things in place after the threat of the coronavirus is gone. I just think that the greater good is more important than your individual liberty. And that's like that that statement right there is the big disconnect between my political dis- my political beliefs and the political beliefs of someone on the opposite side of the spectrum is like that sentence does it all right there. A little bit, sure, but it does feel like most people, regardless of political affiliation, like you're only seeing like the worst people with all of this stuff. And that's hard to put yeah. in context sometimes. Like you, when you hear the people interviewed at these rallies, they're like the reporters are only talking to the craziest fucking people there. I mean, you gotta be. I mean, how crazy do you have to be to go to a quarantine rally? 
I mean, you have to be like something loose a little bit, but I'm sure that what we had spoke about, like there probably are business owners or workers that are about to go broke and like they want to get everything back. I mean, my, but but they're not talking to those people. They're talking to the crazy people. And I mean, I would be more swayed by an argument that we have to reopen stuff up for, for small business people. I mean, again, though, this does just come down to, the, the rich are just getting richer off of this because all of the bailout money, none of it's going to small businesses. It's all going to these multi-billion dollar companies that are like not going to do anything for their employees or not redistribute. It's just it's just very tilting. Yeah, that I found that to be like all the money they gave to big business. I get why, especially like if you're now switching over your costs, getting people back to work to make ventilators or masks or whatever it is, like the bigger companies are going to have the better manufacturing to mass produce the stuff that we need rather than your like local mom or pop store. I get that part of it. But the fact that like all of these like loans or like bailouts for small businesses just don't seem to be getting into the hands of the small business is it's not great. Yeah. I mean, small businesses, I, I feel like my, my heart, my heart bleeds for them. You know, it's just, it's, it's very sad and I don't, I don't have a good solution, you know? So the, the quote is those who desire, to give up freedom in order to gain security will not have nor do they deserve either one. Any society that would give up Ugh. a little liberty to gain a little security will deserve neither and lose both. Ben Franklin, inventor of the electricity. Liber- the libertarian, the libertarian um, campaign manager from, from Tiger King like definitely has that poster like hanging up in his room. I would say that by and large, most Americans agree with that. I say most people in general in the like free world agree with that statement. Now, that's not in practice at the moment, but fundamentally, I would say that I agree with that. But there are certain sacrifices and certain moments that you have to make. Yeah, I'm willing to sacrifice my temporary liberty for the safety of um, not living in a society that is is completely succumbed and destroyed by the, the coronavirus. Yeah. Well, hopefully it just turns out to be all a hoax and, you know, then we can just go back to living. Hopefully, I mean, life. hopefully it is just the flu. They're starting to be, we're getting some, you know, positive signs with, uh, you know, this, this, uh, antiviral drug that Gilead pharma- uh, pharmaceuticals developed for malaria that this doctor from the university of Chicago said, you know, he, they, they found good results in, uh, you know, giving it to patients with the coronavirus in Chicago and, you know, every every day that the death rate doesn't spike in the United States is a good day, really. Well, the one thing that I don't think people can contextualize right now when it comes to peaking or flattening or even seeing a downturn is that all the death rates that we're seeing are from, like, cases from two, three weeks ago. They're not like, yeah. oh, well, there's new cases today. Those people are dead tomorrow. That's not really how it works. So there's a lag on a lot of that, too. So we don't. We're not really going to know stuff until like a month from now, really. Yeah, we are. I would guess that we are going to hit 50,000 deaths by April 25th. And maybe that is a good time to reevaluate where we're at. We have a lot of cases in the United States, like a lot, a lot of cases. Well, the testing is way up. Like the U.S. is now like I think currently like per capita, the best in the world at testing people all of a sudden. Um, so tests per 1 million population per coronavirus, per worldmeters.info slash coronavirus. Um, South Korea? Uh, yeah, South Korea, 10.6 thousand people per 
1 million. We are 11.2. Best in the world per, I, I just wonder what this is. It's got to be hilarious. Burundi, five total cases, seven tests per 1 million population. Yeah, no need to test anyone if it's not there. That's going to be, South America and Africa are going to be, if it gets gonna there, tough. it's going to be gonna really be bad. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Oh no, don't have a good solution for that. Really don't know. Yeah, no one has a solution for any of this shit. If we did, we, this wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just it's 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 just overwhelming to even try and conceptualize what uh an exponentially growing virus could do in an area that already struggles with modern medicine. Struggles with modern medicine, a lot of people are not the healthiest people in the world and they just do not have the facilities or equipment right. to treat anyone. Yeah just tough i mean in brazil they would in like africa like i i think was it nigeria was it sudan i forget what it was like one of the countries had zero ventilators in them not great not no. great to have zero ventilators tough look especially like nigeria has like 150 million people a lot of people live in nigeria i actually i just saw when i was looking there that nigeria has done a lot of testing so that's good i guess yeah they're the one country that i hear that's like out in front of this i think they probably know that it could be disastrous for them right yeah it's not i mean just really gotta hope it doesn't get there i guess or that these reports of heat not being good for it are also somehow true i I don't think that anyone's denying that heat won't help but like people there are people like espousing that oh when it gets hot the virus is gone like that's not true Man, would be would be a very American thing for the virus to really die down during the hot summer. And we're like, all right, baseball is coming back. Basketball is coming back. Football is coming back. Life's returning to normal. Everyone gets back. Boom, cold again, September, second wave. And we just dust it off again. That would be very American. Golf's going to come back. I'm pretty confident. Oh, please, that. Just give it to me, please. I need something, man. But I also think when we talked about at the very beginning, about like the sports that lean like left or right. I think golf being a slightly right leaning sport should help out with that. College football, man. They're going to get those kids to play. There is no chance college football happens. College football is going to happen. They can't, if they can't open up the fucking schools for the students to go, how is there going to be college football? They'll, they'll find out a way there. You, you, you know how much money the NCAA wants and needs. They're going to find a way. That's fine. Then if they want the players to play in those games, they have to fucking pay them money. They're going to have to pay them. Yeah. Because what would be the incentive to play? They can't make you. I guess. They can't make you play. It's true. They can't. But I don't know. I just feel very, I feel like they are so incentivized to make the kids play. I just don't think that they can make the kids play. They might not be able to. I don't know. And like they would, maybe this is the, uh, the straw that breaks the camel's back in terms of paying players of yeah i mean so like you know when when we have big worldwide tragedies and stuff just gets weird that's like what they're a big change happens when stuff gets weird because why not you know it's just it's just a time for new things to get implemented so would not be a surprising time for amateurism to end at least as it pertains to football and basketball which it should of course it should I've even seen a lot of the college basketball, or not a lot of them, but like a few people are just going to the G League. Say, fuck it. I'll get paid. 
Yeah, like uh, I, I think they just so the G League like increase how much money the maximum salary is for one year. So it's like five hundred thousand dollars now for is a max salary in the G League. So yeah, I mean, if I was a kid, I'd do that for sure. Yeah, was it Brandon Jennings? He went like overseas and played instead of going to NCAA. Yeah, he went to Italy, and Lamelo went and played in Australia. New Zealand for for a team that Bales and CSU own a part of. What? Yeah, I didn't know that. They well, it might not have been for their team, but they own a team in the. They are part owners of a team in the New Zealand Basketball League. Man, must be nice to have Bales and Pete money. Must be nice. Must be nice. Wish I had that. Just got to grind more League of Legends contests. I'm just going to start a GoFundMe who can just give me money. I want to be as rich as these guys and buy a New Zealand basketball team. There you go. I, people would contribute. I, I don't think I would feel good about taking a, go, a Kickstarter for that. Probably not, no. All right. That's all I got. All right. There we go, man. We did it. Feeling good? Where, where's your panic meter this week? Still pretty high because I just I just have I have no faith in the leadership at the federal level in the United States. I feel more confident in state governments. I think a lot of state governments have done just a fantastic job, but very, very, very low trust levels of anyone at any level of the federal government to do their job. I did read today that some of the states are going to start working together as if. Yeah, (laughs) like that's just insane that it's come down to that uh, i'm still at like a one i'm not still very panicked about this i think yeah, i'm like a nine I, I think things are trending towards the trending towards the better i think things are trending towards I, I i think we can say that the curve in the united states has effectively started to flatten the uh, good, obviously just, just wait yeah i don't know maybe i'm wrong i, th- I think I, it's, hope, I, I mean i personally think it's too early to start calling that kind of stuff yeah, it but, probably, it, I mean, it definitely is. Like, if if this is worse than we fear, like, Florida's going to be absolutely fucked. Florida and New York are just going to be, like, just done. There's there's no, if this is worse than we thought, those states are just done. Was it one in every 90 people in New York State has it? That's, that's crazy. That's nuts. Because you think about, you think about New York City and you know it's got to be double that. Yeah. Or, or more. Yeah, terrible. Not good. Yeah, not great. Um, not great, Bob. Yeah, not great, Bob. Are you rewatching Mad Men by chance? No, uh-uh. Be good, Blinders. It'd be, Mad Men would be a really good one to rewatch. I, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, the, it, I'm sure it very much holds up because it's not stuck in, like, 1990, you know? Like, rewatching, rewatching shows that you rewatch, like, when you were in college or whatever, like, over the last decade, some of that stuff just does not hold up as well. Uh, I've been rewatching Frasier, which is very 90s and holds up very incredibly. Very 90s. And it holds up yeah. incredibly well. Yeah, I'm watching, I'm almost done with Clone Wars up until, um, up to the, the new episodes that just came out, so I'm very excited to watch that. Oh. Um. Oh, biggest thing to come from this, biggest change that you can see as as the world goes on. It's probably not going to be that. I mean, hopefully the biggest like positive change or any change that comes out of this is that like NCAA athletes get paid. You'd hope something bigger than that ends up happening. I don't think that we go back to using cash anymore. Like cash is going to be like whittling its way out of society. So if you had to guess of the money that exists, of U.S. dollars that exist, how many do you think exist in physical form versus just in people's bank accounts? 5%. 
It's like it's like nine ten percent. I was just looking the other, or I just heard that on a podcast the other day. I mean, if people listen to this podcast and like try to repeat a fact to a friend, that fact is probably going to be wrong. So what, yeah. watch yourself listening to podcasts. I just I just listened to it. I just listened to it this morning, so I feel pretty confident. Like nine ten percent is no, but I'm saying they could be wrong. Like if people listen to us, oh we're, yes, we're, we're wrong about everything. So that is very true. Yeah, so you got to um, be selective with what what you believe and what you don't believe. That's true. Yeah, I because I, 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 I was having this conversation with my mother in law. Uh, open socialist too. You, you you'd love her. We fight all the time. It's fun. Uh, my sure. wife hates my wife hates it, but we have a good time. We both like fighting, like arguing, so it's it's a good time. But right. she doesn't want to see cash get eliminated because the people who are most hurt by cash yeah. going away are the most marginalized. They people, need it, which I don't yeah. disagree with. My point was that that's not going to stop it from happening. <laughs> like the biggest the biggest thing stopping it from happening was old people didn't know how to fuck to use digital money or like have an online bank account. Now they like all know how to do it. Yeah. Um, well, you know, there is an Obama era program that basically gives you the right to have a cell phone. Like it's like, it's like a right to have a cell phone so that you can get, um, a cell phone from the federal government. Um, but the, the further issue from that is bank accounts and you like have to have, you have to keep a certain amount of money in your bank account, you know, or you'll, you'll, you'll overdraft or whatever, like it, it, like. I over zero dollars. I, I understand all of this stuff. All I'm saying is that the biggest hurdle to getting rid of cash and going is, almost is all gone. digital is probably gone because no one's going to care about the poor people. I mean, yeah, no one in the United States ever cares about the poor yeah. people. Yeah, I'm not saying that's right, but I'm saying that's probably how it's going to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, just marginalized marginalized people's needs just don't swing elections on a grand scale. No, and it will be fairly common. Like, it won't just be an American thing. Like, I could see us doing it here. I could see a lot of Europe doing it. It it makes transactions easier for people who have the equipment for it. Makes Bitcoin a little bit less crazy, bud. Well, that was the, my final question on that. It's like, what does that do to Bitcoin? I mean, just the more and more that people move online and that their brains move into being perpetually online, the the more intrinsic value a bitcoin has in my opinion oh it's up to should have bought some bitcoin on that dip right when they like the first day of the pandemic i did i did buy some what was it down to it was down to five thousand bucks back up to 7200 yeah it got down to like 3800 on some exchanges because people were exiting so much really crazy yeah on on bitmex I still don't, I mean, we've talked about this a bunch of times. I still don't even understand it. So until I can properly understand it, I have a f- tough time believing most of society is going to get behind it. It's just a, a big chain of recorded transactions so that you don't have to trust whoever you're sending money to and whoever you are sending money to doesn't have to trust you. And why can't I just do this with like regular money? Because then you have to trust the government and you have to trust the banks. See, now you sound like those people protesting outside the governor's house. I mean, I don't trust the government and I don't trust the banks, but I certainly do not trust the people protesting outside of the governor's house. I mean, just look at all these weird, all these crypto people. I don't trust them, by the oh, way. Oh, I don't trust them either. Don't even, crypto people, no one, no one understands the coronavirus less than these crypto people. They're, they're all morons. <laughs> so where's the trust? I, exactly. Don't trust anyone, you know, and you don't have to.
That's the beauty of it. We might have to get some mayo coin on the go. Start selling that. See if I can make it worth more than a man's coin. Tough, tough, uh, tough tree to bark up there. I mean, how much are man's coins worth now? I'd have to, I'd have to ask Pete. I have to ask the man himself. I don't know. Probably a lot, right? Thousand bucks. Seems unlikely, but maybe it would be hilarious if that was true. It'd be awesome. Yeah. All right, man. Stay safe right, for dude. a week. Talk to you next week. Good talking to you. All right. Oh, NFL draft. You pumped? Very pumped. Yeah, very excited. Dallas is going to like take a linebacker, and it's just going to be a waste of a day. <laughs> Middle linebackers? Take yeah, them all. It's just gonna be, yeah, it's just going to suck. But I am looking forward to it a lot right now. H- have you made any uh, prop bets? Oh, tons. I don't have anything better to do with my time. I haven't made any yet. I'm going to do, do a props bet show. I'm going to record it Tuesday evening for Wednesday. I think that's what I'm going to get in. Any, any like ones that stick out to you right now? So my favorite one, them? my favorite one is Jeff Akuda to go exactly as the third overall pick. You're, you're basically just saying, um, Detroit neither the Dolphins, yeah, neither the Dolphins nor the Chargers trade up past uh, number two, and oh. and you just and you just get to take Jeff Akuda. So, learning from Andrew Cast, Jeff refuses to say anything bad about Justin Herbert. Because Tim he said, thinks he's going to be his quarterback. Yeah, well, Tim said all this bad stuff about Sam Darnold, and then Sam Darnold ended up being the Jets' quarterback. And he's like, "I never said that." Although we have you know video evidence, right, of him saying it and how he really wanted Baker Mayfield, um, or Josh Rosen. <laughs> but Worked so out. so Jeff won't fall into the trap. But it's really funny hearing him like defend Justin Herbert. It's one of my favorite things. I, I, I wish I wish Jeff Luck with his new franchise quarterback. I don't see it. He, I, I would go for Tua. Why not? Well, they can't. The they only would. way they can do the only way they can do it is if they work out a better deal with Detroit than Miami does. I think Miami's going to take Herbert. That's that would be wild. I, you, I you can really... get good. You can get you can get good odds on that on the DK Sportsbook. It's like plus one sixty. I mean, that, that's not a huge underdog. That means it's like kind of likely to happen. Plus 160? Well, so my thing with these, with this year's draft, I think it's going to be crazy. I think it's going to be super unpredictable relative to most years' draft because it's just been harder for the scouts to establish a ton of groupthink because they haven't been around each other. So all the bets I'm making, I'm trying to make them at plus money. Like yeah, I'm, I'm trying to bet, I'm trying to bet everything at like plus 200 or better. I happen to think that Ruggs is going to be the first wide receiver drafted. Just you get a pretty good price on that. I too. think it's I think it's four to one, and I only think that because he's the weird skill intangible guy that like it only takes one stupid GM be like he's the fastest man alive. Let's draft him. <laughs> the 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 word on the street is that the Broncos want him and want to trade up for him. Really? Yeah. Imagine trading up for a receiver in a draft class that has nothing but receivers. The Bills did it with Sammy Watkins. It was the last time that that thing happened. It was like one of the worst trades ever. Yeah, and that class, I mean, that was the class with all like Evans and Beckham and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not smart. Great job, Bills. Not not good. Not good. That, that seems like we're going to get a Darius Hayward Bay or a Troy, like, or a Troy Williamson. That's who, not to say like Ruggs is those guys, like will be shitty like those he, guys he kind of he kind of is though but like he's just on paper he's that guy that someone will reach for because he's so fast yeah that's true so four to one maybe maybe i'll get into that there you go all right see you later dude all right man great talking to you okay bye 
build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360.